those things kind of all started really young for me because I wanted to find a way to make sense of everything that I had been experiencing and and be able to put language to give words to feelings and experiences I was having. And then, of course, then you just end up meeting your mentors, meeting your teachers. Somebody gives you that book. It all unfolds. <laughs> it all unravels to some extent. No matter what your modality is, you're holding space for people to drop in and feel in a way that they haven't before, that's deeper, that's more authentic, that's more humble, that's more gentle, that's more connected to their soul. And I think people want that more and more these days. Obviously, that's what the waking up is. I think people wanting more than they've been told they're allowed to have or experience. And there is so much more, so, so much more. And that's the beauty, I think, of the journey really is that as you open up and develop your intuition, you really learn about yourself. You really learn the depths of who you are and what you care about and what you want your life experience to be. Welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast, a podcast devoted to learning about, caring for, and empowering the energy within, with your host, Kema England. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Honor Your Aura podcast, and I am so delighted to be here with Dove Love. I have received a few amazing healing sessions from Dove, along with just soaking up his incredible insight. So I am really delighted to hear more of his story and how he came to be such a wonderful facilitator of creating a space that is open to spirit communication along with the other modalities that he works with with his one-on-one clients. So Dove, welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast. And I would love to just kick it off by hearing your perspective as to how you came to know yourself energetically. So as more than just little dove, or maybe it was when you were a big dove, um, when did you come to know, wow, I'm something more than just this physical body moving around in a material reality? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say it's really been since my earliest memories, I've always kind of felt other, (laughs) Mm -hmm. always felt a bit alien, um, and always been aware of a lot of kind of extra things going on that other people weren't demonstrating that they were aware of. So there was a real clear delineation of like, oh, I'm different, or I'm this way, and other people are kind of, the majority is this other way. So um, being ultra sensitive, being psychic medium you know energy reader all of it is just uh it's a lot it's a lot to process um and so at a very young age i was able to understand like oh i've kind of got something else going on here (laughs) sure Uh, i hear you with that and how would that come through for you how did you how did you how were you able to distinguish at that age well i'm seeing or feeling um what other people are not yeah, of course, being really young, you really don't understand it so much. And um, and I think that 
you're you're kind of or I was still so kind of innocent that I just let I just allowed it I just let it be I didn't really bring it into much questioning initially I don't think I think I just it just felt natural and it was mm -hmm. just the way it was um, and then as you get a little bit older and you start to realize uh, just how different your experience is my experience is I guess I speak uh, mm -hmm. for myself here um, uh, then you start to want to investigate oh, okay what's really going on here or what is this or I feel fortunate that I unlike some stories that I've heard I never had anything really freak me out so to speak that doesn't mean I didn't get lots of surprises um, lots of unimaginable occurrences and experiences but it was never it was never connected to fear I didn't I don't feel like I was ever uh, traumatized by my extra sensitivity mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like that set up a bit of a different course for me I feel like I had a little bit more awareness of my otherness and acceptance for it I guess which is like the point I'm trying to make uh, kind of already knew that I was just gonna this is I was just gonna be this and this is what I am and 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 so be it and you know having um, many years since then <laughs> uh, it's been reiter re reiterated to me many times I'm a pretty old soul so I guess that all makes sense <laughs> yes yes so how um when you were let's just start when you were younger and then into as you developed how were you accessing these different realms were mm -hmm. you i mean i know for myself i would i would know what someone was feeling or i would know what they were thinking or their motives or what was beneath the surface yeah. you know and it was just this i would call it intuition but sometimes it would come through feeling sometimes it would be a, a visual sometimes it would be like an inner audio um how how was it coming through for you right so i i i do have a psychic experience that's on all channels mm -hmm. um so through all the senses uh in and beyond um so see literally seeing energy seeing auras feeling people's bodies um uh, you know, just that natural empathic, a, a really strong empathic capacity. Um, something that I don't really do, but I've observed actually is a lot of prediction. I don't, I don't do prediction within my healing practice or, you know, I don't do that in life, but <laughs> I have been tracking some things through over the, the large extent of my life. And like, I really have done a lot of that, which is interesting. Um, it's not personally something I think we should put too much focus onto because I think we need to be in the present and that's a whole other topic to get into. But um, uh, yeah, so dream space was really powerful. I remember uh, a lot of astral travel and, and dimensional travel, being really young, dreaming, going out at night, out of my body. Um, again, just that extra, you know, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, it, it was all there. Uh, and so different times you get different, you just get different messages, you get different signals with different people. Um, I could tell, you know, with regard to energy, which is kind of what we're on topic here with, um, just precipitating, or uh, no, not, that's not the word, what's the word? Um, uh, 
there's a sense of there's a greater sense of really seeing let's say seeing all the energy in the room and seeing how things are going are playing out and seeing and seeing things how they're going to shift before they shift how things are going to change before they change how the mood is going to adjust in just a minute because of you know because you can feel into people really really strongly and and even to the extent of really hearing their thoughts i'm going to say but it's not it's not like what you would perceive or what you would get from like a movie as far as like reading people's minds it's not necessarily so literal although sometimes it can be <laughs> yes um, but there is that sense of of hearing you know extra extra hearing extra seeing extra feeling extra tasting extra knowing um i also at a young age experienced um what i would call time travel as well um you know i do work within the realm of of soul work and and regression work and working with past lives and and soul records and different things like that. So um, being a very sensitive and creative and imaginative child, it set me up to have this kind of access and a disposition of, like I said, acceptance and kind of feeling safe and at ease to do these things. Like I could slip into other times. I could slip into other places in my soul's timeline. Um, and, and that was pretty fascinating. And also seeing that in other people, which is uh, another layer of kind of the gifts that I experience, um, really seeing really into people's souls and and can really get their information of, of their records and their lifetimes really easy. So that was a trip, you know, just kind of sorting out like, where's this information coming from? And how do I know that? And did I make that up? And so you have to kind of negotiate all of those things and come to a place of understanding that like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> right, right. right. And that's what some people would like to believe or like you to believe or kind of write it off as like that's nonsense, but uh I have a lifetime of of proof and evidence now that that uh that uh, can't be contended with. <laughs> sure. And I'm sure that as you got older and started doing, you know, started reading or what however your path went, you know, exposed you to the right context to make more sense of what was really happening Absolutely. because I, I can, I can relate in the, where it just feels normal. It's not, Oh, you know, what we think we'd get scared because we're seeing a ghost is sometimes how we address unseen realms, plural that are available to us. But I think that when you know that that's who you are, because ultimately that is who we all are and we're all amidst all of these energies, right. That are right. in essence constantly present. I would say. Um, and so, you know, navigating that, though, as you started to, to come to know yourself in that way, knowing that you were sensitive, was it ever a challenge navigating your, you know, growth and development yeah. over the years? Yeah, so that was just gonna, as you're speaking, it just made me think like the real, because I felt at ease with what was happening with my experience and what I was experiencing, what I was seeing and knowing and feeling so deeply and and observing um the challenge was in feeling like there was a place to communicate those things that there was a, a place to be understood about any of those things to be able to share and find guidance i guess right and so what i can say i'm very fortunate for is that uh i have a mom who's pretty open and grew up in a household that was very accepting and really promoted 
being yourself mm. and also um, being with your feelings and expressing your feelings. And uh, I can remember many times when she would sit and support me um, and I couldn't, I really couldn't synthesize and compress all the information into into language at that point, at that age. And I would just cry and I would just kind of be so beyond, <laughs> so extra, so out of it because I didn't, because it's just a lot to manage. It's a lot to kind of contain or embody. And a lot of times uh, can also be perceived as, oh, something else is happening when really it's just that. So that's, that's a particular challenge. Uh, the misperception or the projection of what is actually happening versus what people think might be happening or like, oh, you're depressed or you're something or this, or, oh, maybe you're having trouble in this area or that area when Really, it just was this over-informed body, a little body, right. and <laughs> without, I mean, <laughs> without the tools to manage it all. So um, beyond my mom giving that kind of support and just offering a, a really safe space, which I can't ever be more grateful for, but uh, she also had some books you know, in the house. Like uh, my first numerology book was my mom's numerology book. It was on the shelf. She had astrology books. She had books on some different topics and things that uh, helped give me a sense of there's a place uh, for me in all of this and there's a way to connect and and find that guidance that I'm looking for and uh, you know just, that's just part of growing up you just come to a certain age and you go oh there's a really big world out there and there's a bunch of stuff going on that of course I'm not alone yeah, <laughs> right. Um, right and that was pretty early on for me like I was going to psychic fairs and things you know when I was a preteen and kind of investigating all of that already. And, uh, you know, in middle school was, you know, reading Joseph Campbell and, um, you know, so I was definitely interested, intrigued and in investigating lots of things, uh, magic, uh, spirituality, religion, myths, the occult, psychic phenomenon, all those things kind of all started really young for me because I wanted to find a way to make sense of everything that I had been experiencing. And, and be able to put language to give words to feelings and experiences I was having. And then, of course, then you just end up meeting your mentors, meeting your teachers. Somebody gives you that book. It all unfolds. <laughs> it all unravels. Yeah. And how and how freeing is that? You know, and that was one of the the big inspirations with Honor Your Aura is to share the verbiage through however many ways we can start to talk about this elusive realm because it's not physically tangible but nonetheless playing a part in our every moment and yeah. you know never mind our emotional body you know when you were talking about sensitivity and like oh is he depressed and you know it's like even just that category alone we're just so limited because there's interesting belief systems or programs around feeling and around right. sensitivity so then you take it beyond even the emotional body and you say, wow, I'm sensitive to energetic yeah. vibration. I'm sensitive to light wave and frequency. I'm sensitive wow. to time and space, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and what it feels like to me, and I would imagine that you would agree, is just as we're continuing to evolve in this human experience, we're only becoming more sensitive as a collective, yeah. right? Yeah. Seeing more, feeling more. And mm -hmm. I think that the, yeah, the more verbiage 
even though the experience is the the real you know <laughs> the real juice but you know the the to have the verbiage to actually distinguish what's going on because right i've certainly had clients that have come in and thought they were crazy right and just because they were feeling they yeah. were they were feeling and maybe yeah. they were seeing some color yeah. uh, that was not you know behind closed eyes yeah. So, so yeah i can i can only imagine but it's it, how great that you had that support around you to at least create a a nice point of reference and obviously you were just following your own you know even younger intuition as to yeah. this is what i this is what i'm interested in and giving yourself the permission to follow that yeah that's the thing that's really been i'd say to answer the earlier question in the most concise way that's the thing that's been so ever present since my earliest memory since my since i can remember directing my own free will let's say <laughs> mm -hmm. um I've always been really connected. I've always been strongly intuitive and, and knew just that, that that was what you do. You follow that. You don't, you don't need to, you don't need to qualify anything beyond that, that truth and that um, source of guidance. Right. So even in the littlest ways, like even being a child and navigating um, public spaces, right? Yeah. I knew, I knew when I didn't need to go that way or, I, or, you know, I, I, I could really be tapped in and know where to be safe and how to be cautious and kind of know how to avoid something and similarly know exactly where I need to be right. <laughs> for, the right. benefit, for the benefits, for the level up, for the, um, for the, you know, tasty experience or whatever, it, whatever it might be. Um, it goes both ways. So that was extremely helpful. And that, that didn't mean I escaped all childhood trauma or <laughs> challenges mm -hmm. by any means. It did not, but at least even navigating those traumas, those challenges being bullied or um, whatever it might be. And there's a whole, there's a whole history there, but even through those moments, um, I was I was still very much with myself and connected to well, what what do I really need and what do I really need to be safe and uh, what does that look like and and kind of just having no shame about it no matter what it was you know if someone hurt me and I really felt like that was that then you know that that was that and I didn't need to talk to that person anymore or something I don't know I'm just kind of creating a yeah yeah but, uh, I guess a certain amount of like resolve and 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 um devotion to my to my higher self <laughs> right um, and I, the only thing keeping me safe anyway <laughs> really truly and i think my you know, family. <laughs> yeah and two of the things that you said that really stood out one being the well a just the intuition and how that was coming to you and what's interesting is that you know we can say we're becoming more sensitive right as a collective but how much of that too is just that if you, let's just say you were raised in a household that was, you were told what to do. You were told this is the path that you're supposed to be on. This is how you're supposed to act. These are the books you're supposed to read. This, you know, a lot of the, our upbringing can be shaped for us. And then all of a sudden now we're in this, this culture that is more open and more free. And we have all of these resources and our, 
that other part of us starts to wake up. Mm-hmm. And so do you, do you feel that everyone, no matter what their upbringing is or was, has this equal opportunity to dive into those parts of themselves, like intuition, like energy. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Everyone has intuition. Everyone has, that's something that is uh, innate. It's something that's inherent. It's part of us. Um, But like you said, you know, just like anything else, there's going to be uh, different facets of the conditioning and, and kind of what happens to how how your relationship with your intuition, how your intuition, I guess, at large, really gets shaped, gets right. kind of reinforced, nurtured, nourished, or it gets kind of turned you know, turned off and, and or shut off or just kind of, um, I don't even know because I've never had that experience, but I, I mean, I work with people through that. I mean, I do a lot of intuitive development with people. It's the basis of, I think, what we're, what we are all doing to some extent, no matter what your modality is, you're holding space for people to drop in and feel in a way that they haven't before, that's deeper, that's more authentic, that's more humble, that's more gentle, that's more connected to their soul. And I think people want that more and more these days. Obviously, you know, um, that's what that's what the waking up is, I think, is people wanting more than they've been told they're allowed to have or experience and there is so much more so so much more so it's a fun time for that to see that kind of continuing to increase and everyone does have an opportunity everybody has an opportunity to develop their intuition and and their awareness outside of their intuition too right so whatever extra sensory kind of things they might may or may not uh experience you know I, I wouldn't say don't get too crazy about that stuff, but everyone should nurture intuition and you should learn that it's not something that needs to be compared to anyone else's. It's something that needs to be completely discovered and actualized with your individual self. Right. Uh, we can listen to other people's stories as inspiration or just kind of like a way to reflect and kind of go deeper with ourselves. But there's really, uh, everyone's, everyone's going to have a different experience, I feel like. And then we're going to have commonalities. We're going to have, we're going to have shared experiences, but I, um, I don't subscribe to one way kind of thinking. Right. Or, or one system kind of acting. Right. Um, so, it's very personal. And yeah. And that's, and that's the beauty, I think, of the journey really is that as you open up and develop your intuition, you really learn about yourself. You really learn the depths of who you are and what you care about and what you want your life experience to be uh in this lifetime right and you're yeah it's shifting gears from the program right what you've been taught or what you see everyone else doing and the logic and the making sense of things and and i love that you experience that at a a young age because then you get to be the living proof because i think there's a lot of fear that says well if i start to strengthen this, I just call it the energetic muscle, this energetic muscle, then uh, like not feeling safe in that, right? Or just how do I step out of anything that I've been taught or told that was uh, the status quo or what I'm supposed to be doing with air quotes, you know, Uh, kind of a thing. Uh, Whether it's energetic or not, stepping out of something that you've been conditioned to believe and have accepted to believe as truth, as as the way it's supposed to be uh, when there's so much more potential out there for it to be the way that feels best 
for you. Um, right. and, and then you get, a and so what this all comes back to is purpose, right? So when we're doing intuitive development and we're really nurturing that heart song, the vibration, a soul vibration that's coming through your channel and through your physical body and informing you about your needs, what you need to express, how you want to love, how you want to create, and what that experience that you want to create looks like and feels like. So that all comes around to purpose. And then inevitably, that's what really people end up coming to, I think, any healer for is like, some sense of direction, a sense of uh, acceptance to say it's okay to step out of whatever you've been taught and told and, and venture onto this new path that feels like a calling, that feels like more connected to your heart, not your mind, um, and, and has a greater sense of purpose that is um, growing more than just your bank account. Right. right. <laughs> and because I think that without, well, you know, I, I think more and more we're just going to, because we're more aware, we're going to realize that we're going to just keep hitting these walls and you know until we start to make some new choices so i the other thing that i love that you were touching upon was just that you know even amidst okay you have this connection we'll just say to spirit from a young age but that doesn't give you this spiritual bypass ticket of the going through the tough times of life i think that that's something really important to touch upon because it's not like, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I find, okay, so we talk about connecting to spirit or meditation or whatever our practices are, right? Even if we're waking up every morning and praying or sitting in, you know, devotion for X amount or amount of hours per day, it doesn't take us out of the human experience, right? right? It, it's ultimately giving us these tools and it's not giving us this um this bypass to what we're meant to go through whether it be karmically or just in our life lessons and so it's nice to kind of just clear that up because it doesn't you know because sometimes we're like oh well if dove was seeing you know angels and spirit from you know the time he was five then he must just be totally con like you know carried and <laughs> like protected by this angelic bubble and you know i think we could even expand upon that more like when do you find when you're connecting like like there's kind of this two-way street right where you could be intentionally connecting or calling upon angels guide spirit whatever your verbiage is and then there's the times where that's just showing up mm -hmm. yeah so i'd be interested well, to hear from your perspective yeah <laughs> to answer the first part i i would say um you know having that having a strong spiritual awareness or connection or uh you know being ultra sensitive or any of these kind of things um giving you some kind of pass uh, i would say it's it's actually quite the opposite in my <laughs> i would say that um actually because of all of because of that set up because of the gifts that I get to experience. Um, it means I, I was really held to a standard. It, or, that's what it feels like held a standard or just um, an, a, an ethical code maybe, or, you know, there's, oh, uh, my metal had to be tested. Let's just say that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, here I have all, I have this opportunity because I have all these gifts. I have all this 
these things that I can kind of do that other people don't do and, and see and kind of get information from more sources perhaps. And um, what, what, what does that mean? Uh, and so let's see, how do I best put that? I think that in order to ethically, responsibly, um, um, purposefully be able to utilize those gifts, orchestrate those things and perform them like magic is going to take some level of maturity. Yeah. And some level of real gritty experience. Right. And I personally believe because it is my experience that every really profound healer that I've ever known and worked with, known and or worked with whatever, we've all gone through the fire. Like that is without question everyone that I know that is really powerful and really profound has been tested has been right. put through it because faith is one of the main ingredients in doing any of this type of work so your faith has to be so so solidified so resolute the devotion has to be there there's things that need to really be present for a certain not for all healing but I feel like for a certain caliber, perhaps, not that I want to get into measuring things, but uh, a quality, um, uh, an honesty, a freedom, you know, to be a healer and to be really good, you, you really have to learn how to be, get outside of your ego, get outside of your personal history and all of your stuff and, and be a channel and, and do these different things. So, um, so it's really important to be tested. It's really important to have trial and error. It's really important to fall on your face multiple times because through that process, you are learning how to put yourself back together. And so I don't feel like I'm ever teaching or guiding someone from a place of really having no experience. <laughs> so, right, and, that, right. and, that, and that's just an added layer that has to be layered with the natural inherent gifts and abilities, right? Because um, we have to be able to speak, we have to be able to communicate in the language and in the, and in the conditions in terms of the reality that we, that we experience. So there has to be that practical experience and the inherent abilities and gifts kind of, um, weaving together so that you can really be a facilitator so that you can really show up in your, um, in your best, uh, as your best. In, in your best energy, know what that, know what that even means, know how to cultivate. So through all of the challenges, the trials, the errors, the, the hardship, right? I mean, there's a lot of, and I say this all the time to clients, you know, uh, who want that kind of like pass. They want to expedite the process. They want, they want to get to the result without the process sometimes, right? It's right. like, there's a lot of chopping wood and carrying, a, carrying water. That is all I can say about it. Right. right. <laughs> Uh, and if you're not willing to sweat and cry and be sore and um, feel the whole entire spectrum of emotions and feelings and truly walk in other people's shoes, so to speak, or, you know, really be able to um, experience other people's experiences and, and know what that you know, what those places feel like. And it's just so informative. So I don't think it is a free pass. I think it, I think what it is, is 
be like, here are these lovely things. <laughs> and they're like, woo, yay, this is going to be fun. And this is delightful and joyful and everything. But it's like, you still have to, you still have to go through, you still have to put in the hard graph. <laughs> right, you still right. Have, you still have to go to school. <laughs> yeah, and I found too, there was a lot, like, you know, we hear a lot of times, we have to find out who we are not in order to find out who we are. And Absolutely. I think when you are, we could, you could say gifted or it, it's all part of our inherent spirit, but more connect, connected to those energies. You, it's like you have to have that, that broadened perspective in order, yeah, to come back to yourself however many times that looks so that you can do it authentically for you. Because even though you're seeing, feeling, this kind of guidance that they don't yeah give you that free ticket and you know and i think that this also brings up that often when we think about a quote-unquote healer or someone that is spiritual that their life is again just this epitome of spirit you know and and there can be this interesting uh, whether it's pedestal or just illusion around what that full picture is. And, and really it is. I love how you call it the full spectrum because that's my experience as well. And, and to be, have to see and feel that full totality. Uh-huh. And I know in some of those harder lessons and experiences, I, there was this interesting back and forth between me feeling like I was being punished or I did something wrong but really forcing me to see what I had then created around this energy of my, what I knew was my path, but right. why is this happening too? And it's, uh-huh. but, and, and because, it, because you're here doing life. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly. You're, not, you're not exempt from your own karmic lessons and your own spiritual growth and your own soul, soul work and all of those things. I right. will just say really quick, just to add in, cause I think it's a great timing. Um, something that I use as, as an example and I tell people, and have for a long time because a lot of people show up um you know because they can feel that opening's happening they're feeling shifts they're expanding their consciousness they're feeling in a more spiritual way or an energetic way or they're dealing with life changes or you know all the different reasons people show up but ultimately they're really looking to get on a spiritual path right and there can be misconceptions about what that's going to be like because it can be presented packaged and presented to you uh in a way that looks really lovely and divine and pretty and stuff but um those moments that you're seeing they come out you know they grow out of the mud (laughs) those beautiful flowers grow out of the mud so what i tell people is as you step onto this path and consider committing and and creating um you know a new way of being with yourself and living what you need to understand is that life is not going to change life the nature of life is that it fluctuates it's going high it's going low it's it 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 fluctuates it vacillates it it moves along that spectrum right so think of it as like a like a wave like a frequency right it goes high it goes low it goes up and down up and down up and down so the point of doing spiritual work growing your awareness doing you know, self-discovery and self-actualization and these types of things isn't because you're going to change life at large, so to speak. Life is going to continue fluctuating. You're going to learn how to surfboard through the middle. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn how to float. People get stuck in this idea. It's again, duality, right? It's either sink or swim. No, there is another option. You can float. You can float. 
you know, and you can feel, you can feel the tide going this way and that way, and you can see that way and this way, but you don't necessarily need to be riding the polarities all the time, riding the extremities all the time, right? So what the spiritual practice is, uh, in, I guess, my opinion or my experience is that you're learning how to take charge of yourself because that's what we're actually in charge of. We're not in charge of much else. We're not in control of a damn thing. Right. <laughs> so give that notion up and understand that life isn't necessarily going to change. What's going to change is how you respond, right. how you enact, how you embody, how you express, how you're able to be with yourself amidst all those fluctuations and be okay. So that is, that is the big work. Uh, just to reduce it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I that's yeah. Work. And, and that's I, where the benefit of healing practices come in. I yeah. think like even when I train people in Reiki, it's now that you're this Reiki healer, like the most prime time to be showing up for yourself is when you're feeling those mornings you feel like crap and you don't, you think that, oh my gosh, I'm a Reiki healer. And so I want to be giving Reiki when I'm feeling great. And to know that we have these tools, no, the full, you're going to be experiencing the depths of your soul that you had been pushing away for however many years. And this is when it's really being called upon. Absolutely. And you just reflected and touched on something really important, which was, you know, people want to learn these modalities. They want to do a workshop. They want to like, I want to be a healer. I want to be a healer and all this stuff. And, and kind of to reflect what we were talking about before is like, oh, well, if you have gifts and you are a healer and you do these things, you kind of it kind of accelerates you or gets you or you, you have a more joyful experience or you kind of get a pass to like avoid um, some of life's obstacles and challenges and BS and things, but it's not that way. And so when people do take that Reiki workshop and get their levels or they do a training and they do something and they, they think that uh, they want to, that they're ready to really be there for other people and facilitate healing my only question would be because I, I don't want to say that it's impossible and I want to encourage people to tap into their healing potential, but I want to, I want to encourage people to check themselves a little bit first and ask them, ask yourself, have you become proficient at showing up for yourself in the most critical moments? Because that's where the real training is. Honestly, as I heal myself, I heal the world. This is, uh, you know, as we, that's a quote of my friend, as we heal ourselves, we heal the world. It's kind of a, a shared sentiment and been interpreted into many different ways. And it is really the truth. The healer's path, a really, truly great healer's path initially is going to be healing. You need to learn how to deal with stuff, your stuff. You need to learn how to be a proficient first responder. As I like to say, you are your own first responder, right? Yeah. So how are you, how are those systems in place? How do we, um, how do we support those systems? How do we know how to support ourselves and show up in those really acute moments of crisis or uh, overwhelm or confusion or stuck, you know, stuckness or whatever the thing yeah. might be? So, if you're a person who's not really great at that yet, it might not be your time to do a lot of work others yet it, it might not be the time to hold space you know just not to say not at all but just you know maybe don't consider like jumping ship on your job and thinking that's what you want to do full-time or something you know, like I've spent my lifetime you know growing into and developing into 
these gifts and marrying them with real learned other skills and things as well. And so um, I just I just want people to uh, demystify <laughs> the yeah. idea that, you know, once you do that, you're ready to go and you're online. It's like, that could just be the beginning, honestly. And just like massage school or Reiki course or anything, if you've never done something like that before and you go into that, understand that what you're learning in that moment isn't even for anyone else yet right it's about your transformation your coming home your homecoming right your heart your body your your divine mind so um and then there's there's a journey there before you can really go i'm here for you and really understand the depth and the implications of what that actually means <laughs> right because i've been a healer in my younger life that was like i will show up i will be here all the time and i've bottomed out multiple times depleting myself because i wasn't practicing my own personal sustainability to be able to show up in that capacity so there is real math involved in in some of this stuff right um there is some real uh, economics <laughs> involved yeah. in how to be a healer Yes. And I love, I love that. I completely agree. Um, you know, that yes, the self comes first. And what I also notice is we, it's like this partnership with someone who is ad addressing that they are sensitive, right. To feeling. And what I find is, and at least, and I saw this within myself when I was most sensitive to other people's shadow and just uncomfortable energies that I was picking up from them, I was more alarmed and more um, affected when I hadn't known how to show up for the same within myself. Right. Yep. And I find that this can be a really interesting time in this world and realm of being an empath because the same thing too, you can go out, like it's like throwing an empath out there without any tools for themselves is kind of the same within that healing context because you are just going to be at the mercy of the external and the full spectrum if you aren't having some sort of practice that says I can show up for myself amidst right. whatever is arising so that you can do the same whether it's in the context of a healing session Reiki practitioner and client or going to the grocery store, right. you know, dealing with a family member yeah. or conflict or being a healer also is not isolated to a one-to-one. -one, you're my client. We're going to do healing. And that's the exchange. Truly being a healer means you walk as the healer in the world. I'm just going to put that out there. It yeah. means that actually everything that I do, every breath that I breathe and every, every feeling and thought going through me is, is calibrated to a, a central kind of notion or principle or energy and that is to to be what I want to show up with the energy that I want to experience in the world right so that's truly what a healer is is someone who's going to be able to say I can let go of my bullshit here and put my best foot forward I can step out of my drama or my feelings or whatever and I can still rise above that and I can choose love so that's being a healer is being the most adept at choosing love all the time and learning how to operate from that place if that's what if people really want to know how to be a healer that's what you have to study right and so where does that start it starts with yourself right so yep. you want to be a healer my my advice would be get become a master at self-care 
Yes. And then consider else and then consider helping others. Right. And that looks like so many different things, you know, and I, and I think that that's just the whole it does, other. But it all and starts with the same principle. Every act of self care starts with the same thing, choosing love, choosing yourself and choosing love. Right. And that's really the energy of your, you know, of your day, right? It's not, like, I always think it's so funny because, okay, let's just say we're committed to our morning practice, our morning ritual, and that's my self-care. And I took my maybe 60 minutes to like do the thing. And then I go and I take a shower and I wash the dishes and I'm like, oh, my mind's over here and I'm judging my body over here. And I, you know, what whatever and so how to instill that great by these designated times for practice or for self-care but ultimately how are you infusing it into the things that you how do you just integrate that and live it how does it become a living meditation a living practice that's right that's what i really ultimately share with people is when they want to ask kind of well what is what do what do the benefits look like? Or how does this pay off, right? It's like, well, you're still gonna have your trauma and you're still gonna have to you know, work with your inner child and that's a lifelong relationship and you're still gonna have to do these things and things can really improve and you can learn how to you know, manifest and create abundance and like calibrate your life to feel really good and all these different things. But uh, you, know, you still don't get out of the work. You, you don't get out of the self-care. <laughs> right. You still have to show up for yourself. You still have to choose love. But what you do get to look forward to, if you really commit and devote yourself to a relationship with yourself that is loving and tender and kind, and you, and you foster that relationship over time, and you also don't just have that awareness inside of you, you actually embody it and practice it, whatever that looks like. It can look like a lot of different things. No one way is right. It just has to work for you. And so, like you said, you can get up in the morning and do your practice, but then as you go about your day, it kind of unravels. So that's what I tell people you have to look forward to. If you commit to something and you build the momentum and you build the frequency and the consistency, it becomes less of, it be, in the beginning, it's a, it's a straight up discipline. It's a chore. You have to like really push in, like show up for your practice, show up for your thing, do your thing eventually it literally just becomes your way it just it, it will become infused with your beingness and you will be doing your healing practice your self care your you will be you will be doing love after that 60 minute practice you'll take it into the dishes and you'll take it into getting your oil change on your car because when you go in to uh, talk to the service person you're going to treat that person with love and you're gonna smile at that person and you're gonna thank that person for their time and their energy. And then you're gonna leave there and you're gonna to go to the grocery and you're gonna do the same thing there, right? So, and I'm gonna be in my breath and I'm gonna be in my body in the present moment. And then I'm gonna to be totally connected to my power and my capacity to create, my ability to create, my privilege and my, my pleasure to create. But without doing those things, you won't feel empowered. You won't feel in charge. You'll feel more disconnected. You'll feel alone. You'll feel all those things, right? So um, that's what it all comes back to. Again, is that, is that self-love, that commitment to just choosing to love yourself. And then let that take whatever form, shape, sound, uh, 
dress. <laughs> you know, I can get up and do 60 minutes of feathers and crystals and da 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 which I've totally done, which I totally love. Um, that can be one day. The next day could be complete stillness, quietness. I'm still holding the same intention with myself. I'm still holding the same uh, reverence for my body and my soul, you know, and all those things. So um, some days maybe it's a 60 minutes, some days it's a three hour, some days uh, it, you, don't, you don't see an external something that looks yeah. like a practice, so to speak. But trust me, I'm practicing all day long, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> so that, that's what people get to look forward to. And that's, I think, I think as mastery and kind of the long-term the long benefits of being on a spiritual path and having practices and things like that. And really what you just kind of summed up was this, this essence of what it means to honor your aura. Because what you're, exactly. what you're basically talking about is strengthening your energy it's it's this full this full spectrum care and then when you go out into the world you actually have something to share yeah and that's what we're you know it's the, all of those practices all of those words everything that we're doing not just the 60 minutes is impacting our energy right yeah, yeah. we can get that boost we can create a foundation in the 60 minutes or how, whatever but it, we need to sustain that because mm -hmm. too, we are going to be a part of this world. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to have to work to buffer some of the experience that comes yeah. from being a part of the world. We have to, we also have to reconcile every day with the trauma of just being in the world with other people. Like we experience it every day. So how do we, how do we take charge of managing all of that? by acknowledging you have an aura in the first place and then respecting the hell out of it to the degree that you want to take ownership of operating it, cleaning it, mm -hmm. upgrading it, decorating it, just like you would your house. Like people take more pride in their homes and their cars than they do in their auras. And that's kind of sad. You know, if you're not, if you're not integrating it through your whole being, then that's just superficial, right? Right. Um, they can be those things can be reflections of, of the attitude that you have for yourself, but make sure you have that regard for yourself first. Right. Right. Um, and then what does that look like? That looks like being engaged with yourself, figuring out how you check in. Right. That's great. That's great language for everyone to, to go ahead and personalize and put it however, wherever you need it in your life. But how do you check in so that you can understand that your aura is a reflection of your state of being, but it's also a, a space of, of information uh, transference, right? Yeah. So to be engaged with your aura, to honor your aura, to means to honor my energy at large. And to know the and difference in feelings that, and what absolutely. it means to actually be in you your body, it. right? You it, to how to take that experience and synthesize it into the information that becomes then guidance, that becomes awareness on how I'm going to navigate this moment, the next moment, the next week, the next year, my life at large, right? Yes. Yeah, it's our guide. It's our compass. It's, mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, all of the, the showing up every day, I think is what's, yeah, strengthening that energetic muscle to actually say, I know what it feels like. I know what this experience is to be in my beingness, right? In this physical body, but in my energy. I have a relationship to that. I know that that exists for me and I know it's my place to return to and I know it's my place to 
move from and speak from and it's creating that because if we can be even though it seems like we're in our bodies when we're I, I find when we're not integrating the totality spirit mind emotion and physical body and presence we can be very much outside of our body and then at the total mercy of all external environment Looks people right. events right absolutely yeah and a lot of people live in a disassociation disassociative state of being, right? Mm -hmm. Not really checked in with their bodies, plural, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and beyond. I mean, it's it's yeah. 5D we're talking about yeah. here. We're, we're in the, we're in 2020 now. We can talk about 5D, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, so much more, so much more to, you know, to open to, you know, but it does come with those those steps of of showing up and you know i love what you said because uh, again at, like we can have this intuition that wow beginning what we'll call our spiritual practice a yoga practice a meditation practice we get really excited and and then we start to do it and we're like well, what about this vision that i had of you know which eventually does come you know in so many different ways right the fe the feeling better the feeling more grounded the fe like feeling more connected to yourself the and then opening the doors to so much more. But the, the first stages especially of showing up can be challenging because it's yeah. never what you're, you know, what you created as being the, the way. <laughs> right, what you maybe projected as, as your experience is going to be. But hey, all, all birth is, is, while it's a beautiful and miraculous, it's a little bit violent. It's a little bit traumatic. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, 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 there's a lot of pain. There's like, there's actually costs, you know, there's a little, there's a, <laughs> and, and right. Not, there's a parts of yourself that you, <laughs> that you have, that you end up having to let go of and, or even uh -huh. being to a more truthful capacity or yeah. lens. Oh, wow. Well, I would love to segue and just hear from you. I know I had kind of touched upon it before, but I find it really interesting, this realm of uh, spirit communication. And I'd just love to hear from you how that occurs. Is, like, is it this two-way street of you intentionally calling on spirit? And then is it also spirit kind of coming through with messages for you? And how do you navigate that is it something that's very open and flowing or is there are there boundaries i would love to just hear your perspective uh yes is the answer to all that <laughs> it is it is somewhat of a, a two-way street i'm trying to think if there's a better way to visualize what that's like do we want to talk about entities or energies you can talk about either okay so i would say spiritual beings yes so absolutely and and being a medium too, this is then we're getting into like people we've actually known or, you know, uh, mm -hmm. people have crossed over or transitioned and things like that. So I have experience with both. And yes, um, there is a there is the ability to for lack of a better word in the moment, summon or kind of like request or oh, invoke. You know, you can yeah. you can call out for sure and that definitely can work well. Um, and then I've also been kind of just in not calling out, not uh, putting requests out there and just working in a particular area, maybe with a person or even just with myself. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, we've got helpers, we've got guests, we've got contribution here, we've got support, we've got backup. 
And that can come in a lot of different forms, uh, energies, entities, um, and, and the range of, of what entity look like and sound like and what that kind of experience is varied. It is right. quite varied. So it'd be, it'd be a whole other podcast to like go into all of the different types of things that I've experienced right. in that regard. But yes, they can be very audible. They can be very uh, pictorial. They can, sometimes they're visual. I can see them. They can really presence, whether it's kind of in the ether or even sometimes like in the room. And then sometimes it's more of just the knowing, the, the, the sensation, a feeling that usually when it's like that, that usually then is like, there's a mixture of kind of, um, oh, that feeling of sensation and kind of knowing things that like the, the person's here, but I don't necessarily see them, but they can communicate to me and I can communicate to them and I can sense things and know things about them or about their, their, their lifetime here or some, some part of their history right. or relationship to the person um, that I'm working with or that they're needing to communicate with. Other times it's so very visual. It's like, it's like movie, like HD kind of, kind mm-hmm. of a scenario. Um, and it can be very animated and very kind of like expressive with, with more like physical movement and things like they're conveying messages or communicating with, with kind of gestures and things like that and could be completely not audible. So yeah, you, I mean, there, there's so many different ways I feel like, and and these are my experiences, and I know that you know other people are going to have could potentially have something completely different, and I love that part. I love that. I love that. That's you know, I could be sitting here, and another psychic could be sitting here, and we might get the same message totally through different means. We could get the right. same message through a completely different experience. Uh, we could we could articulate it with different words. The energy would be match. The frequency right. would match. The the underlying message or guidance would actually be in unison. Um, and I find that so fascinating and so beautiful. Um, you know, everyone, we are unique. We are all individuals. We have fingerprints to prove it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're only going to be this, you know, this person in this body in this lifetime. And yeah. so that also means that uh, accordingly, like your channel is specific too. And so, you know, you're going to get things you're going to receive things in a way that you're able to hopefully in a way that you're able to process them and, and understand them, translate them and articulate them, share them. Right. 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 And that is unique, as you said, unique to each person. And what I also love that you're touching upon is that when we're using this kind of blanket term of spirit, that they can be, you know, spirit can be showing themselves or not showing themselves coming through our eyes, our ears, our sense feeling, and they can be there because they want their story to be heard, or maybe they're there to help, or right. maybe they're there to give a message. You know, mm-hmm. there can be a variety of reasons why they would be showing up for mm-hmm. that particular, at that yeah. particular time. And the different kinds of spiritual beings is also very varied right? Yep. You might be connecting to particular angelic sources, or maybe it's spirit guides, or maybe it's multidimensional beings, you know, right. extraterrestrial beings, or, you know, and it can, or something that you've never seen before, right. sort of animal <laughs> embodiment, you know, or, yep. and so there is just so much, and I love to just kind of put some words to that, because I know that that's also an elusive term, and 
and kind of concept, right? When we're talking about connecting to spirit. And yeah, you know, I'll share with you just, I feel like it maybe would be poignant. Um, there's something, there's a, I have a personal belief or personal kind of philosophy, if you will, I guess that, um, that I've had for a long time that allows me to be able to experience all these different things and not get too caught up in the this one's the way, this one's right and that one's wrong, or, oh, that's not real, or any of these kind of things. And um, I can have a personal philosophy of, of kind of being able to believe in everything and nothing at the very same time. Because if you, if, you if you can open your mind up um, and entertain that, we have infinite possibilities and probabilities. We live in a multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there are so many options as to what, the fabric of our reality and beyond that is actually comprised of or how it's made or whatever any of that is and how spirits interact, how it does what it is, all of that, whatever. So my whole thing is like, why not just open up to everything? <laughs> not that doesn't mean I'm at inviting everything into my body or my energy field. I'm just opening up to the possibility of everything. Because then I'm not limited. I'm not limited yeah. in my ability to create. And I'm not limited in my ability or my receptivity of information, guidance, awareness, whatever that might look like, right? Right. So so with that being said, if I'm going to be able to believe in infinite possibilities, then one of those possibilities would be that nothing exists. Right. (laughs) So that's my personal stance on it when I'm dealing with and when people want to really get into all this stuff and break it down and who's right and who's wrong and this one's this and that system and this and that, like, I'm not here to argue about any of it. If it serves you and it serves love and it works, great, right? If it gets, if it gets the healing done, great. We live in a mystery. So that means that we're not going to know all the answers. We're not going to know how it all works. We're not going to know why I can see this angel or do this or talk to this person's grandmother who's on the other side or any of these kind of things. I just have to accept it and work with it and, and turn it out in the name of love. So, so that's why I feel like sharing this personal philosophy is important because it, it unburdens me from having to deal with any and all of that because I'm open, completely wide open to an infinite amount of possibilities and then in the same breath i'm also accepting that it could be this could all be nothing right because that would be one of the possibilities <laughs> so right. believe in everything and nothing at the same time uh if you if, if, if anyone wants to like take that on out there in the podcast um audience like just contemplate that for a minute sit with that for a little bit a little minute a little bit um and see what that feels like to to open up and entertain the idea of of opening your consciousness up to infinite sources and possibilities and realms and all these things at the same time you don't have to you don't have to believe any of it <laughs> it right, can be all but just funny. letting yourself go there yeah and yeah. it's it's and really freeing it's really yeah. freeing and it, it uncomplicates just being able to be yourself and and flow with whatever it is that is naturally flowing from you because right. we don't have to know how it works we don't need to understand where it comes from all the time what we need to understand is how I feel in the moment and where I'm putting my energy next. Right. Yes. Yes. And I've also heard you say one of the, one of the things that I love is when you're receiving information, I've heard you say before, when you relay it, 
You're only going to relay it after asking yourself the question, is it for- Does this serve healing? Yeah. does it serve love? And, no, that's, yep. And I love that. And I think that that's just such a beautiful foundation for the work that you do. And I would love to take this time here at the end, if you want to share anything about what your practice looks like, how people can work with you. Uh, Absolutely. I work with uh, anyone and everyone who's willing. <laughs> we work on a free will basis. Um, and I'm here for personal transformation, uh, integrating the energies of heaven and earth. Uh, people are really stuck in within like spiritual kind of world. I feel like there's a real big focus on ascension and all this stuff. But you know what? We're here already doing descension. We're actually here. And the, the reason we're here is to be heaven on earth, to be in this paradise, in this in this amazing living library and turn it out and make it something that's an experience that we feel worthy of and and uh, we want to be a part of. So I help people do that. I help people through change and transformation and uh, on all fronts, um, shifting beliefs, changing behaviors, just getting through life's challenges, um, supporting people through growth, um, deprogramming intuitive development uh and all the, you know and this breaks down over many sessions with many different modalities i work with energy medicine of, of all kinds of types um i work uh with integrated reflexology crystals um, earth magic um you know all all of the things that inherently come with me i offer i offer to my clients and my students uh i do teach reiki i do teach mindfulness i guess if you will uh i don't really subscribe to the language of coaching but i'm here as a spiritual guide for people and i do really help people uh reformat um their life and and put it on their terms and put it and align it to love uh, a lot of a lot of the work can be soul work so it can be working through trauma in this life in other lifetimes um doing guidance whether that could be like readings divination um i just i do it all i guess yeah. <laughs> sorry not to not to boast or be like that because i'm truly not but uh you know i'll come do a house clearing a blessing i've worked with uh entities that have been stuck in spaces with people and worked with people's relationship to those entities and how to clear that stuff and um, I, I'm an ordained minister. I can perform a, a wedding ceremony if you want to. Um, I can really, truly can like kind of offer up a, a bit of a buffet of <laughs> services. Um, uh, once upon a time, I did Thai massage. So uh, I bring I bring a whole bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, and, and things. Um, what I what I will say, I guess, to sum it up, super simple, is I'm here to hold a space for anyone who's looking for a safe space to find themselves, to heal themselves, to gain greater insight, clarity, and guidance. Um, I'm, I am good at what I do. I've been doing it for a long time. I do it with a lot of heart and soul and a lot of intention. And uh, the space I hold is non-judgmental. Non it's not critical. Um, it's not rushed. I'm really here to work with people where they're at, to meet people where they're at in a, in a non-judgmental way, um, in a way that is really and truly just 
about love and about supporting people no matter where they're at, no matter who they are. And, and because um, that's what we need when we're stuck, when, when we're confused, when we're lost, when we're lonely, we just need someone to help us remember that we're okay, um, that we're here on purpose. Uh, and if things aren't um, so great or the way you want them, that it's changeable. And, and a lot of times people don't know how to make those changes. Um, and I, I have a lot of experience with change and I'm a change agent. So come on over and let's start uh, getting the things that need to change, changed. Start helping people um, turn their new awareness into embodied action. Um, I, I really like working with people for intuitive development and giving them tools to get it going. I'm not here to give people answers exactly. I'm here to support the answers that already live inside of you and bring them to um, their full vibration, um, to full bloom, right? So that's what it is. You can find me at dovelove.earth. Um, that's my website. And also on Instagram at dovelove.earth. Um, I've got a lot of things coming up this year that I'm working on. Uh, so good things coming out and yeah. Uh, even amidst this crisis, uh, when we can't be with each other in person, I am still out there and available to anyone who needs support, who needs guidance, who needs a place heard, who wants to just maybe vent or talk through their stuff. Um, I'm here for it all. I do process work, soul work, um, reflexology, energy medicine, uh, yeah. numerology, aromatherapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bake for you. I'll cook for you. <laughs> I really have done. I really have kind of done it all for people. So, um, so uh, yeah. If you're looking for love and you're ready to make changes, come and find me. I'm waiting for you, whoever you are. Great. And I will leave all of your contact info below so people can easily find you, Dove. Thank you so much for Thank sharing you. your heart, your spirit, all of your wisdom. I super appreciate having you on. It was. An absolute joy. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me and keep doing all the good work you're doing out there. And I hope that we can do this again. I look forward yeah, to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, love your podcast. And to all the listeners out there, um, you know, choose love, stay positive, do something really good for yourself today, drink some water and, yeah. uh, and tune into this podcast. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> Many but blessings love. to everyone. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.